1: I will. Okay. Father, we... Hello? Yeah. Father, we thank you so much for this night. We thank you, God, for the Bible study. We thank you for the lesson, of oh God, that you have uh, orchestrated tonight. And we pray now, oh God, that we would hear from heaven, oh Lord God, that you, God, would be the master teacher on tonight and that you would touch the ears of the hearer, O oh God, that they might hear what the Spirit saith unto the church. We rely on your Spirit, O oh God, not our intellect or what we think or what we believe or what our ideology is, but we we, deny on, we rely on the direction of the Holy Spirit, God, tonight. So we thank you, O oh God, for this lesson. We pray, God, that you anoint it. We pray God that You would give food to the hearer. Oh, God, bless us. God tonight, in the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. And all of God's people said, "Amen."
2: Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. So I think that I wanted to kind of slow down a little bit and um, back up a little bit because I don't want us to get the uh, uh, assumption that we can just um, we can just speak positive thoughts and, and have positive thoughts, and that's just it. But there is a method to God's way. And so we are actually moving in the uh, spirit of God. And so we don't want, yeah, we know that we're all created in the image and the likeness of God. And yes, we have an authority and a power that has been given to us from birth because we, are, we were created and designed in the image of God but until a man is born again then he does not he's not even able to see the kingdom of god and so I wanted to preface or or and this probably should have been the first few lessons that we wanted to preface this thing that we need to be uh, uh have a positive out view a positive view from the word of god and from a transformed being and so as your lesson sheet Says that our foundational scriptures are found in Romans, the 12th chapter, and the second verse. And it says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And this scripture is predicated upon the person have already having experienced the new birth, have already been born again, that this is a continual process, that once a person is born again does not mean that this is it, but there is a continual process of transforming and renewing your mind because we were born in sin and shaped in iniquity, and from our birth we have ideas of how we think life ought to be versus how life should be uh, by the word of God. And then another foundational scripture is Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the 23rd verse. And it says, keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life. And so as our previous lessons, we have defined that the heart has been the subconscious and we need to be able to be good stewards over what we think and what we meditate on because our life uh, consists of the thoughts that we continually meditate on. And so our first point tonight in uh, our lesson is, it says that changing convictions and beliefs is a prerequisite for transforming behavior. And Edward P. Wimberly said that, and that was in recalling our stories. And so um, he's saying changing convictions and beliefs. He's not saying changing your mind or changing your ideology, but he's saying changing convictions. That means a a deep-rooted belief system that you have, uh, the convictions that a person operates from. And so he says in order to change your behavior, you've got to change that deep-rooted belief system. And so uh, according to this uh, particular paradigm, uh, we're going to be reading from Romans the tenth chapter and the ninth verse. Did anybody get an opportunity to read that before the lesson? I did, okay, so you read it time. for me and tell me what your thoughts are
0: Romans ten nine that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved. Um I I, I think it for me it, it alludes to faith, um, all knowing um that, that if I truly believe that then that, that I, I am I am saved. Um um but I, I think it takes a lot more to actually believe that God raised um someone from the dead. Us as normal mortals won't believe that that, that something like that can happen. So it takes a lot of faith to actually believe that. So if you can actually believe that, then you are actually saved.
1: Absolutely. I I agree totally. And so it takes really the help of the Holy Spirit to believe that God was, that Jesus was raised from the dead because knowledge will tell you that there is no way that anybody was raised from the dead. I think that's a very good point. So in changing our convictions, then we have to change our mind uh, go against our, uh, our uh, knowledge and what we think is right and believe that Jesus Christ, that God has raised him from the dead. And so that's the prerequisite. That's the foundation of our faith. All right? Uh, let's go on to Romans, the 10th chapter. Go ahead and continue reading that. Do
0: you want me to go from... Uh, yeah and
1: nine
0: for with the for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation to me that that uh, okay. uh, uh like you were saying, the heart is actually the mind so for for me to to me my mind believe it. i do truly believe that. So, I actually have to confess that with my mouth. I need to say that um that that uh um, that the the lord is 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 because he is I need to say that in my from my mouth uh in order to be saved
1: absolutely, so we find that not only is uh thinking positively uh, a prerequisite but the confession of the mouth is also. A prerequisite to salvation, a prerequisite to transforming behavior. So, uh, and also as we continue uh, in transforming our behavior, we find that there are other scriptures that validate the transformation of our 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 behavior, and that was uh, Ezekiel the 36th chapter, the 25th through 27th verse. Did anybody get an opportunity to read that? And I see that you're on. Did you Did you get the lesson sheet, Sister McLendon? Okay, uh, maybe I need to. Should I unmute you, or or do you need to be unmuted? Well, anyway, number. Yeah, go ahead, Sister McLendon. Oh, I'm just getting on the
2: line.
1: Okay. Did you get an opportunity to get the the lesson sheet?
2: Oh, no, ma'am.
1: Okay. And that was something, you know, you, you mentioned that it would be beneficial to have a lesson sheet. And so uh, my brother chimed in as well and said it would be beneficial. So I felt my arm being twisted
2: <laughs> to, give oh, guys, okay.
1: to give you guys a lesson sheet, and so uh, I at the last minute today I sent out the lesson sheet, and so in the near future look for a lesson sheet in your uh, email. Okay. Okay. All right, but uh, all right. and changing convictions and beliefs as a prerequisite for transforming behavior. We find that Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, starting at the 25th verse through the 27th verse, this is what God is saying to the children of Israel uh, after he's going to bring them back to their land and to the place that he had called them. And then he said, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And so this particular scripture uh, makes me think that Uh, the, The fossilized ways of being and the fossilized ways that we think that when we go ahead and make the confession that we believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that God has raised him from the dead, those fossilized ways of thinking begin to break up and God takes that stony heart out of us and gives us a pliable heart, a heart of flesh, a heart that can be molded and mended into his image, all right? And then he says, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statues, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. And so this reminds me of, I need to look in the scripture. It reminds me of that, you know, when Moses wrote on the tablets of stone, He wrote his um, commandments, God's commandments on the tablets of stone. But God is saying that in the last days, he's going to write them on your heart. And so uh, let me see if I can find that. Uh, I can't find it. Is The deacon sits on the line. Can you hear me? What he, yeah. Can you can, hear me? Can you find that? Yes, I can hear you. Can Can okay. you find the scripture where he where he says that? In uh, and it's in the New Testament where he says he's going to write the word on our hearts. versus on the tablets of stone that Moses wrote on Okay. I'll... Okay. And so the point that I'm making is is that although he said he's going to give us a a spirit and I'll put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes. And so we understand that in the last days that it's not by the law of God but it's by the spirit of God and that he will cause us to walk in his statutes and his statutes are not written on tables of stone but they're written on the tables of our heart so we have an unction of who God is we have an unction from the Holy Ghost of who God is because when we are born again the Word of God is written actually on our heart and not on tables of stone all right and so uh, so he's saying that in order for us to have transformed behavior, we have to change our convictions and our beliefs. This is a prerequisite for transforming behavior. And so my point is is that although we understand we can have positive thoughts and we can think positively until we have a transformation, all of this is like nothing. It is like it's just it's just uh stuff in the air, and on Sunday I'm going to elaborate more on this, and unfortunately, uh, Brother Rhodes, you're not going to be able to hear this probably until later, but, you know, uh, you can't put new wine into old vessels, you know, And and I'm going a little ahead of myself, but you can't put a new concept into an old mindset, that mindset that fossilized way of thinking has to be broken up so that you can pour in new wine and a new ideology so that you can receive the word of God. Because like you were saying earlier, the, the uh, natural mind cannot receive the things of God. That The natural mind cannot receive that God has raised him from the dead. And so we have to have a transformation, a transformed mind and a transformed spirit to understand and walk and, and, and to have the spirit of God poured in us and that will cause us to walk in his statute and to keep his judgments. Have you been able to find that yet, Deacon Fitz? Yes. It's Hebrews. Okay. The tenth Hebrews, the 10th chapter. chapter but, okay, let's, let's turn there. Everybody, I hope you brought your Bibles to Bible study. Hope you brought your Bibles to Bible study. Hebrews, the 10th chapter.
3: Okay, verse. and what
1: verse is that? Verse.
4: Sixteen verse. Sixteen. Can
1: you hear me? Yes. Verse sixteen. Okay, and this is only one account of that. There is another a recording of it that I really that really uh, puts more emphasis on this. But he says in Hebrews, the tenth chapter and the sixteenth verse. He says, this is a covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there's no more offering of sin. So he's saying basically uh, and there's another scripture, and I can't find it at the time, but it just came to me in, while I was discussing this. But he's saying that that in those days, I'm going to put my laws into their hearts. It's not going to be a law that's written on a tablet of stone that you say, you must do this and you must do that. But we have an unction from the Holy Ghost, and we know what is right, and we know what is wrong, and we can discern we can between yes, good and bad. Yes,
4: yes. There's another sorry, verse. That, that's another verse in the eighth chapter. of view Hebrews, the tenth chapter, the eighth chapter, the tenth verse of Hebrews. Oh, I can't talk.
1: <laughs> Okay, let's try that. The eighth chapter, the tenth, tenth verse.
4: verse. Yes.
1: Okay, it's basically the same thing. Okay. It's basically the same thing, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think this is it. Okay, um, let's start with the very first verse, the eighth chapter in the first verse. Now of the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. Does everybody have it?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, we have such an high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesty in the heavens, a minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched and not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man have someone also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that there are priests that offer gifts according to the law, who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. As Moses was admonished of God when he was about to make the tabernacle, for see, saith he, that thou make all things according to the pattern showed to thee in the in the mount. But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, by how much also he is the mediator of a better, better covenant, which was established upon better promises. So the covenant that God made with Moses in the mount was based on the uh, the tablets of stone. So this is basically not the scripture, but this is good. For if the first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for the second. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, said the Lord, and I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand, to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continue not in my covenant and I regarded them not, saith the Lord, for this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their heart and I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people. So here God is saying in the last days he's going to write uh, his law upon your heart. And he's going to So in Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, going back to Ezekiel, the 36th chapter and the 27th verse. And he said, and I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. So here, by the word of God, where he says, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts. So this way we can keep his judgments and we can keep his statutes because they have been written in our heart. All right. So let me ask you a question based on Ezekiel's, based on uh, these transformations, okay, the confession of your mouth that Jesus Christ has been saved. And then, uh, put, God putting in a new heart and giving you a right, a new spirit, and then walking in the statutes and keeping His judgments, cause you know them. Can you remember when this occurrence happened in your life? Can any can can anybody remember when this happened in your life?
3: don't know somebody.
2: Well, I can't <clears throat> remember.
0: Go ahead. I think that's a that's 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 really a tough question because it, it's it's kind of like can you remember when uh, you learned to do good uh, uh, when when doing good was something that he put on your heart? Uh, can you remember when when I learned to do good? I, and I it, it's kind of hard to to you know put a finger on a particular event. Uh, that, you know, I I guess there's just a certain kind of way to, well, I I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. And I don't know when that ever happened to me where I remembered uh, um, him putting something on my heart. It just, because he does it all the time, you know, when was the first time, you know what I'm saying?
1: Okay, yeah. But I guess I'm speaking basically of the transformation you know, when you were when you finally said, you know what, I, I'm I'm a sinner and I, I, I want God to come into my life
2: oh, and take yeah, yeah. Con- con-
1: control of my life. And and and, and can you remember when that when that happened in your life, the surrender that happened or or the catastrophic event that led you to that uh particular place? I,
0: I can't. You know. I can't. I can't, I can't. I can, and there's a total just leaving your – it almost – you just leave your body and just, I cannot be this anymore. Um, uh, I, I, I am lost without you. Um, I, I need your guidance. I need your wisdom because I am nothing without you. And that all came to me at one time. I was probably 12 years, 12, 13 years old, and it was like the the most important part of me was missing. And I knew that. And I called a preacher right away. I, I need my God right now. And it, there was nothing else I could like, get. Nothing could transform me and nothing could make me better at that particular time because he, he touched me that day to say, um, you are nothing without me. And, and I knew it. And I knew it.
1: Amen. Amen. And some of us really experienced that transformation at a very young age, and I, I thank God. You know, uh, it was a little later for me. I was about sixteen, and and I called the preacher too because I was at my at my wits' end. I just needed God. I needed something in my life. I was tired of living the way I was living, and I needed God. And so, uh, uh, I called the preacher too. And so, this was a magnificent. <laughs> Yeah, this was a magnificent event that happened in my life. But as we are studying in Romans 12, the 12th chapter and the second first, it says we have to continue to renew our mind. And so that's where we a lot of us get hung up because we feel the spirit of God and we feel the transformation of God but we don't continue to renew our minds we continue uh in the same mindsets and the way of being and the ways of thinking and, and 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 the total transformation well i won't say the total transformation i won't say god's total will is not performed in our lives because we still have uh the same old mindset and as i was saying before you can't pour new wine into an old vessel. Uh, All right. Does anybody, can anybody else uh, elaborate?
2: Or are you experiencing this? Go
1: ahead.
2: I I think I can remember it um, real well when I received it, um, when I first received the Holy Spirit. Um, Because when I got... I got saved. I guess as an adult, um, I, I told the pastor that I wanted, to, 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 you know, the Holy Spirit, and he explained to me that it was, you know, you can have it. It's just, and he had a, a cloth in his hand, and he said, "Just take this out of my hand," and that's how you can receive the Holy Spirit. It's just that easy. And I can remember that um, one Sunday. I was in the house all by myself, and, and I just said, "I'm gonna get this thing today." And Amen. I started, I started praying, and and I just went, you know, went and started speaking in tongues, and even in the midst of all of this, I wanted to know what was happening to me, and I was looking in the mirror, but I really didn't see nothing, but I just felt.
1: A total change um, come over me. Amen. So it is something that is expressed. We can we can really feel uh, the conversion that happens to us when when we have a transformation when our entire being has been transformed, and so now. We are ready for new wine. Our whole vessel now has been changed and conformed, and we can now receive the new wine. And so, and so, my point is: is once that transformation happens, then we can focus on uh, new thoughts and positive thinking. Okay, uh, uh, because uh, we have broken up the foundation of old mindsets and old ideologies because God's way is so far above our ways. And, you know, uh, the natural mind cannot even perceive or conceive the greatness of who he is. And so it has to be revealed to us by his spirit. And so God uh, now, as we continue to have this, and and I want to say that rebirthing is continual okay that there is a continual rebirthing a continual uh becoming aware of God who God is like we go yes. through stages in in childhood first we have, we're we're infants and then we become toddlers and then we become um preschoolers and then we become adolescents and then we become young adults and then we become mature adults and then we become uh, over the hill yes, <laughs> you know so there yes. is, a con- <laughs> uh, there, is a con- there is a continual development okay and so uh, a lot of us what happens with us Is that we become born again and we we stay infants we don't really move into a greater learning pattern we don't really grow into the fullness of maturity of who God wants us to be and so when we're speaking of positive thinking and, and 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 changing our thought system this is for mature adults we cannot pour this mature, this 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 new wine into old wine skins, because you know, this, um, and and I'm going ahead of myself, and so um, so we have to renew our minds, and so God is asking us to renew our thought system. And Elder Mose, did I hear you on the line? El Elder Moth, did I hear you on the line? You must have muted the yes, phone again. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I need, I need, I need you to send me your email so that I can send you the lesson sheets, Okay, so that so okay. that we can all be on the same page uh, when we come to Bible study. All
2: okay. right.
1: And so, um, um, and so, so you cannot answer this question. So God is asking us to renew our thought system, and how, how? So has anybody been able to read? Of the the scriptures that I forwarded to them Isaiah 55 and 7. I did read it. You did read it? Okay. Read it again for us
0: Isaiah 55
2: 7.
1: Let the wicked
0: forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God for he with abundantly he will abundantly pardon
1: all right, so what is your thought toward this scripture
0: if i make clear give give I think it, 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 giving up those worldly things giving up those worldly ways giving up uh this 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 uh, born in sin. Uh, uh image of this this born in sin attitude the, the way of the world and God will forgive me and I and I'll uh, and uh I'll I'll get um uh, my grace from him abundantly
1: okay I love it I love the way you said this uh mm-hmm. this image and that's basically what happens to all of us we have an image in our mind of who we are, and we have an image of unrighteous thoughts, and we have an image of a, a wicked, the wicked way. Uh, a lot of us uh, d- uh, 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 develop our images off of what we see on television, and 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 unbeknownst to all of us, all of that is just about making money. It is not real life, but we we have an image that is shaping after uh the influences of this world and this Im- this image is impacted upon us and our subconscious tries to operate from this image that we have of who we are and so uh so 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 this is how we change our thought system he said let the wicked forsake his way so 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 forsake your way For if you know that it's wrong and if it has been now, I'm going to be I'm going to be honest with you. There are a lot of things that we are not aware of that uh, that is wrong. We really we really are not aware of it, and that's what I like about the Lord. Jesus said, "Follow me," and so as we follow Him, then He'll bring us to the awareness of what uh, what is wrong. Now, some things we know right away what is wrong. Okay, so we need to forsake that. Okay, and then our Thoughts. We need to forsake unrighteous thoughts and let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him and, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. So this is how we renew our thought system. We need to forsake our way and forsake those unrighteous and unholy thoughts, you know. So that is one way of how, uh, you know, we're just not saying change your mind and and, and just change your mind. But this is how you, you change your mind. This is how you change your thought system. This is how you sanctify and purify yourself. All right? Somebody read Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse. Philippians, the fourth chapter and the eighth verse.
3: Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, and if there be any praise, think on these things.
1: Okay. So what is your thought on that, Sister Maynor?
3: Um, I would say that he wants us to meditate on the good things and um, not to think or meditate on evil, I would say, or um, not good thoughts.
1: Absolutely. So this is a confirmation of positive thinking. This is a confirmation. This is how we change or or renew our thought system by thinking on things that are true, okay? And we know the Word of God is true. something that we cannot prove in our natural lives, which is whether it's true or not. So let's just dismiss that, okay? Uh, So whatsoever things are honest, okay? We want to think on things that are honest, not things that that have a slight tint to it you know that that can be questionable we want to think on things that are honest and whatsoever things that are just okay we want to think on things that are just and so the word of god makes allowance for justice okay uh god is a just god all right and then we want to think on things that are pure and whatsoever things are lovely, you know, when I when I when I get up in the morning, and not not so much now because it's a little bit darker at uh, six or seven o'clock. But sometimes I'm sitting here in my office, and sometimes I hear the birds chirping, and that is so lovely when we can take our minds off of things that are just so cumbersome, and hear the beauty of what God has created, you'll find that that is so uplifting. I remember uh, I was reading a, a story about a gentleman who was converted. He was an, a wino, and uh, he had been converted, and he said that after he had stopped drinking, somehow he had asked God to deliver him from drinking, and um Uh, so he was still hanging with his buddies and he was called the runner and he would go and get their wine and he would bring it back to them but he wouldn't drink it and he said all of a sudden his appetite returned to him he said because the wino doesn't have any appetite for nothing but wine he said his appetite returned to him and god was dealing with him and then he said one thing that he noticed was after he had stopped drinking or he was in his transition from drinking that the birds were chirping he said he hadn't heard birds for years and and what happens is life can take us and oppression can take us that we don't we can't appreciate god's creation and we we don't realize how uh we are so succinctly uh uh um uh, synchronized with the creation, that God created creation with all of us in mind, and he made these things for us. And so whatever things are lovely, we need to think on those things, okay? And things that are a good report, like this Kavanaugh thing that's going on, I don't even want to hear about it because people are just they are just dredging up stuff, and it's not a good report. I, I don't want to hear about it. And, I, and and you might call me, uh, oh, you don't want to keep up with what's going on. This stuff is important. No, that stuff is not important. It is garbage. You understand what I'm saying? That is garbage. I want to think on things that are a good report. And if there be any virtue and any praise, think on these things. And this is how we transform our thought system. Now, a lot of us have... um. Uh, uh, uh- routine thoughts and, and 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 I want to call them rote thinking, where we always go back to thinking about uh well, my mother was a schizophrenic uh routine you know rote ways of thinking after we start thinking about hearing the birds, but then we go back to okay, my father beat me. Okay, and, and, you know, or I didn't have a father. You know what? We need to think on how God kept you while you had a schizophrenic mother. You know, think on things that are good report and how God blessed you to to overcome. Okay, and so change that routine thinking of, you know, the negative way. Because I want to share with you, um, there was this man... Uh, this, this this is a parable, and and, and God told this man to uh, there was a big boulder in front of uh, of of a space, and God told him to push on this boulder and to just keep pushing and pushing, and so the man would push on this boulder day in and day out, day in and day out. And then he got exasperated, and he said, God, I've been pushing on this boulder day in and day out, and it has not moved. And God said, I did not say it was going to move. I wanted you just to be strengthened by pushing on the boulder. You know, so some things are not not to be changed. They're to make you an overcomer to make you stronger. And so in in, in our thought process, we need to think on things that are true and things that are honest and things that are just and things that are pure and things that are lovely. And this is how we change our thought system. All right, let's go to, uh, does anybody have a comment on this? Anything they'd like to add? Okay, well, let's move on to Joshua, the first chapter, and we're running out of time quickly. I'm just, I can't get through these lessons. Okay, Joshua, the first chapter and the eighth verse. Somebody read.
0: This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt med- meditate therein day and night. And thou shalt, and thou mayest observe. To do according to all that is written therein for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous and then thou shalt have good success
1: so this is another way to uh, uh, renew our thought system by meditating in the book of the law in the word of god not just one day a week not just on Sundays, not just on Tuesday night Bible studies, but day and night. Because, and I don't want to, I hate to say it this way, but the Word of God is competing with all of the information that we're inundated with every day. Yeah. The information that, that we're inundated with every day is being recorded, okay? And like I was sharing with them on um on one Sunday morning, I said, when I'm preaching, although I'm preaching, my subconscious is recording every activity that's going on in the room. It's recording the person that's chewing gum. It's recording the person that's falling asleep. It's recording the person that's disinterested. It's recording the person that's saying, go ahead, preach, pastor. You know, my subconscious is recording everything. Thing that's going on around me, so I have a responsibility to make sure that I put good stuff in me. Okay, that I'm just not uh really nearly going through life just absorbing everything that comes at me. That I'm being responsible and being a good steward to make sure that I am feeding myself the Word of God. Okay, and Joshua says that if I do this day and night. This makes my way prosperous and then shall I have good success. Everything that I put my hands to do shall prosper if I meditate in the word of God both day and night. You know, and the scripture says that if I meditate in the word of God both day and night, I shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of the waters that bringeth forth my fruit in its due season. That's Psalms the first chapter. And so you know a tree planted by the rivers of the water, it has uh a, a, an enormous amount of, of, of nutrition and, and 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 fertility because it's it's right there at the water source and so it grows and it can bring forth fruit and it can be prosperous. Okay? So uh Psalms the first chapter one through two and I'm gonna read that because we're running out of time. Um, It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now this is saying that this man is blessed who doesn't consider the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners. That means you are doing the same thing that the sinner does. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, that you're occupying the same space that those who scoff against God, okay? But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So in other words, don't walk after the ways of the ungodly and be not conformed to this world, but meditate in his law day and night and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. All right? So, beloved, we are out of time. I am so sorry we are out of time. I'm so sorry we are out of town. So, So does anybody have any comments? <laughs> anybody have any comments?
3: I thank you that you're doing the, the lesson plan so we have something to go off and study before we actually come together on Tuesday night. Okay. that.
2: Thank you
1: for that. You guys are twisting my arm. You're pushing me a little hard, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thank you, too. I thank you, too. I need it.
1: All right. Then we can Yes. Okay, we're going to ask you to close us out in prayer tonight.
4: I had so Amen. much more to
1: give you guys. I had so much more to give you guys, but but we've out of time.
4: Amen. Well, You gave us plenty to feed on for the rest of the week, Apostle, until next Tuesday. And if we try to keep our minds stayed on what you just taught us and uh, stay out of the secret spots, we'll be doing good, and God will bless us. Amen. Amen. So Father God Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you right now for the lesson that's taught on this evening. Dear God, I pray that you'll let us to remember, dear God, to check our emails so that we can study the lesson ahead of time, dear God, and to be prepared, Heavenly Father, that we may interact with the apostle and one another as we study your word, dear God, in the name of Jesus. And I pray, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, that we will continually bring growth unto all of us, dear God, that we, dear God, will continually, dear God, be raised up higher and higher and our relationship with your Son, Jesus Christ, become yeah. closer and closer and continue to bless the Apostle, dear God. And I'll be ever so careful to give your name the glory, the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen.
3: amen. amen. All right. All right. Grace
1: and peace. Grace, Grace and peace until next time, beloved. Grace God bless you. Okay. Amen. Good
4: night. God
2: bless good you. night.